Good evening, everyone. How are you tonight? We're so glad that you're here with us at Christ Fellowship at the North Georgia Revival. If everybody could go ahead and stand up to your feet tonight, and we want to go ahead and invite you to come down to the front before we begin worship. So if you feel comfortable, we'd love to have you come join us. Like I said last week, something special happens when we just take that step of faith to get outside of our comfort zone. It's amazing how God will meet us right where we're at. Amen? So tonight, if you will, grab your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 8. And what we're going to do is, if you're coming down front, it's okay. The scripture is going to be on the screen for you. But during this time, we just ask that you stop all your conversation and let's really focus on what God has to say. Amen? Let's welcome Ryan as he comes to read the word tonight. Hey, church, look at somebody and say you're in the right place. Look at your other neighbor that you didn't just talk to and say you're in the right place. We're in Mark 8. We're starting with verse 22. Then he came to Beth Bethesda, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hand on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. You know what amazes me about the story? Not the fact that Jesus spat on his eyes. Not the fact that he told him to pray again. What amazes me is Jesus grabbed him by the hand. And the blind man took the step of faith to follow a man he did not know into the woods all alone. See, some of you tonight came into this place with some great needs. Some of you came into this place with great burdens, and, and maybe you don't even know what's going to happen tonight, and that's okay because we're not exactly sure yet either. Maybe you came into this place and you're not even sure exactly what this is. You saw something on Facebook or you read something in a magazine or someone talked to you for a few minutes. But tonight I want you to know that God honors steps of faith. The Bible teaches us that God responds to a step of faith. Maybe your step of faith was walking into the doors of a place you may have never been before. Maybe your step of faith is coming up through these steps and getting into those waters. Tonight, I want you to know God still heals. He still delivers. He's still King of Kings. He's still Lord of Lords. He's the same as the man who healed the blind man. And tonight, God is going to honor your step of faith. Father, we thank you that you are so good. We don't have to beg and plead with you, God. But tonight, as those of us that have great needs take a step of faith and follow you to a place where we're not even sure where we are, God, we know you are faithful to honor your word and you are faithful to respond to the step of faith. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you for what you're doing even now. In Jesus' name, amen.
will break and I'll keep on singing your praise and nothing can take my hallelujah nothing can take my hallelujah shadows will fall
nothing can take. Take away my hallelujah. No darkness can contain my hallelujah. No cross has made a way for my hallelujah. My church press in come on don't let the enemy have your praise don't let the enemy have your hallelujah well I don't feel like praising that's when you praise come on it's a weapon let's go pull out your weapon pull out the sword start cutting start whacking start cutting through cut through come on don't let him take your praise come on you got to tell him you will not take away. Come on. Because what gave it to you? The cross made a way for your hallelujah. Come on, press. Press. Fight through. Let's go. One more time. One more time. Let's go. Amen. Yes. Your praise is a weapon. Amen. 
And you may be thinking, my goodness, we have been singing that for 30 minutes. Well, how many of you know that sometimes, sometimes you have to continue to press, you have to continue to praise until your mind catches up with what your faith already knows. Most of the time, the battle is not in our heart. The battle is not in our spirit. It's in our old head. And the enemy will come and say, you're defeated. You're broken. There's no hope. There's no answer. But we know according to this song that the cross has made a way. It's made a way. And, and church, listen, Satan wants our praise. He's always wanted the praise. He's always wanted the glory. He wants the praise for himself. But your praise is a weapon. That's what pushes you through. Amen? Father, tonight, Lord, we lift our hands. And God, no matter what it is that we're facing, no matter what it is that we're going through, we know that you are the answer. And Father, we praise our way through. We give you thanks and we push our way through. Lord, we enter the gates with thanksgiving and into the courts with praise. We're going to push our way into your presence, Lord. We're going to push through adversity. We're going to push through illness. We're going to push through the lies that, that, that come into our mind, Father. We're not going to come into agreement with them, Lord. We're going to push through. We're going to believe your promise. And your word says yes and amen tonight. It says yes and amen tonight. We lift our hands and we give you glory. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. And you are faithful. You're dependable. And you are trustworthy. And everybody in the house tonight said, Amen. God is good. Amen. Praise God. Welcome to the North Georgia Revival. We hope you have come re expecting tonight. The Lord's going to bless. As the house lights come up, let's enjoy each other for just a few moments. Turn to somebody that you may or may not know. Welcome them to the house of God tonight. Find an old friend. Find a new friend. And get acquainted for just a few minutes.
want to welcome everyone again to the 42nd week of the North Georgia Revival. God is doing tremendous things, and tonight we've really set our focus on uh, Thanksgiving, giving Him glory, giving Him praise, giving Him thanksgiving for the things that He has done. we got some special things lined up for tonight, so we're so glad that you've joined us. And uh, we just want you to sit back and enjoy the presence of the Lord. He is here. He does the same yesterday, today, and forever. He yep. changes not. His word changes not. And may the kingdom come in this place tonight. Amen. Yes. Very quickly, let me just give you a couple of announcements, and then Pastor Lance is going to come and receive our offering tonight. Uh, team in the back, if you'll put up that uh, email for uh, testimonies. Guys, we want to invite you. <coughs> Carrie, can you all get that up for me? There it is. It's, they'll get that taken care of. This is an email address that you can share your testimonies uh, uh, regarding the revival with us. This is very, very important that you do this. We're asking you to do this. If you have been touched in this revival, you may or may not have been baptized. You may have received prayer at the altar. Uh, somebody may have ministered to you in the lobby, or you've gone through the baptism waters, whatever the case may be. If you had, had, have had an experience with the Lord, and you'd like to share your testimony with us, we encourage you to do that. We make a copy of these. We've got literally a file that we're keeping everyone's testimonies in. Because, guys, a testimony, the Hebrew word for testimony means do again or repeat. So when we share testimonies with one another, it creates an atmosphere for God to do it again. And you're going to hear a testimony tonight that's very powerful. And there are people in here that need God to do that again in their life. So take advantage of this. Send in your testimony. Jot that down. Put it in your phone, whatever the case. And send us your testimonies. We would love to hear from you. It encourages us. And also I want to mention tonight, for the first time, we are starting a second Caneo One uh, Ministry Training Center track. We're starting it in January, on January the 7th, 2019. Uh, there's been a tremendous interest in Caneo, and some of you uh, missed the cutoff date back in September, at the start date, rather. And so we're starting another course, Caneo One, beginning January the 7th, 2019. Now, I will tell you this. You may think, my goodness, I, I don't know about a classroom. I don't know about... I don't know about class. I don't know about school. I'm not crazy about school. Let me tell you what happened in about 1905, 1904, right along in there, early on, those years, in a classroom under the direction of Charles Parham in Topeka, Kansas, at his Bible school, there was a revival that broke out in a classroom as a group of students studied the book of Acts and learned what it meant to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to experience the power and the authority of God, and to walk in that. So I just want to encourage you and let you know and remind you that one of the greatest revivals, and because from that came the Azusa Street Revival, one of the greatest revivals of all time really started in a classroom. So I want to encourage you to go to our website, check this out, uh, many of you have been touched with the revival, and this is where you are. You're saying, now what? Now what do I do? Now where do I go? Now I, I need to learn some things. I need, to, I need to answer some of my own questions. I need to know what God's Word says about this and says about that. Well, you can, you can find those things out 
in, in a classroom. So go to our website, check out Caneo Ministry Training Center. The cutoff for registration is December the 21st. Everybody is invited. Everybody is welcome. You don't have to be a part of Christ Fellowship Church. If you live too far away, you live way down in Atlanta, it's online. Come on, uh, everything, all the excuses have been knocked out from underneath us tonight. Amen? It's online, so check out that website tonight and join us coming in January. I want you to stand to your feet tonight. We've got a, a tremendous man of God in the house that's going to come and receive our offering and, and, and bless the body with his word as he, uh, as he comes. This is Pastor Lance Johnson. Pastor Lance, give him a hand. We all know him. We all love him. And he's going to take us to the throne regarding our offering tonight. Come on, y'all give God some praise in the house tonight. Come on, he's worthy, amen. Hallelujah. Did you come in here expecting some miracles tonight? Well, let me tell you, God's not going to disappoint you tonight, amen. You can be seated, guys. I want to thank y'all so much. It is such a blessing to be a part of what God is doing here. And it being the 42nd week. Are y'all excited about that? Come on. God has been moving in a mighty way. Most of us in this room have already been a partaker of the miracles that God has been doing. And oh, how great those miracles have been. And for those of you here for the first time tonight, let me say God is going to touch you in a way that's going to leave you marked and changed for the rest of your life. Amen. Come on, miracles are happening in this house. When God sat down in this place 42 weeks ago, guys, he didn't sit down in here by accident. It wasn't just happenstance or coincidence. The fact is, is that God saw a group of people whose heart were hungry for him, who had set after him with a tenacity that would not be denied. I had the privilege of being here from that first men's meeting, and I walked into an atmosphere that was charged with a hunger for the presence of God. But there was something even greater than just a hunger. There was a people that were willing to pay the price for what God was going to do right here in Dawsonville, Georgia. Amen. Come on, can you give God some praise for that? Because anybody who knows about revival understands that there's never been a revival in history that was not birthed in prayer. Not only birthed in prayer, but it is sustained in prayer. And God found a group of people that said, Lord, use us. A group of people that said, Lord, we don't want the glory. We don't want the recognition, Lord. Just use us. And through that, God has sent revival not only to all of these surrounding counties, but he's sending them to the nations of the world. Amen. God is touching the nations right here out of Dawsonville, Georgia. And God found a group of people that were willing to labor, that would pray, that would stay steadfast in prayer and continue and carry the weight of revival. Pastors that would join together, be willing to pray and unite their faith together to see God move and touch the nation. Guys, people that labor over this baptistry and those prayer requests that are in those rocks, that they have labored, I'm a product of that. Not Just a few weeks ago, guys, I got in that baptistry after preaching to help to, uh, to, to baptize. And at the end, I said, guys, I need to be baptized. I've got some residue left in my life 28 years as a pastor I've battled with an anger and temper guys since as long as I can remember I'm 52 years old and as long as I can remember I have fought anger and a temper 
all of my life. Not that, I, not that I was controlled by it, but fought it. Prayed every day, God, please remove this from me. In 1990, when God saved me, he delivered me from drugs and alcohol and addiction. But I want you to understand something. That that night, in that baptistry, something physically left me. And I have not had anger since the day that I went down in that water, Pastor Todd. Not one time. Every occasion, every opportunity. But not one time could the enemy arouse my anger. To God be the glory and honor. So there are so many other testimonies just like that in this room. And the reason that we've been be able to be a partaker is because of the faithfulness of Christ fellowship. They've labored in love. They've sown. They've been willing to pay the price that revival could continue here. Guys, it cost over $3,000 a night for the revival to continue here. And they have labored not only in financial uh, burdens, but they have labored in prayer and steadfastness, not wavering. I watch each week as so many people serve all the way into 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning in this baptistry, ushers and worship leaders and praise team and, and people that are praying for people constantly. I've never been in an environment with so much compassion and commitment. And guys, they have sown unto you and I a spiritual gift that we can never repay. They have paid a price for you and I to be great partakers of what God is doing. And I'm so thankful tonight for Christ Fellowship, Pastor Todd and Karen Smith. Would you give God some praise for what God's doing through the people here? The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 9, 11, if we have sown unto you spiritual things, it is a great thing that we shall reap your carnal things. Guys, there's, no, there's nothing we could ever do to repay what God has done in each of our lives or people's lives that we know. For those of you that are here the first time for what God's about to do in your life, there's no way that we could ever repay that. But what we can do is we can be givers and sowers into this fertile soil that is touching the nations, guys. We can be a part of what God's doing here by giving tonight. And I want to challenge you tonight that you would let the Holy Spirit lead you, guide you, direct you, that you sow your best seed tonight, that the needs of this revival are met week after week after week. Amen. Would you join me tonight? Let God use you. Come on, let's give him some praise tonight. Let us tonight say, God, we want to be used by you. Because when you give tonight, every life is changed, every marriage restored, every person delivered, you've contributed to that miracle because you supported what God's doing. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. Lord, you have sat down in this place. You have manifested your glory. And God, you have shown forth your power week after week after week for 42 weeks now. And God, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory and honor. We thank you for a church that is willing to be a conduit, God. Now, I ask you tonight to bless every person in this room that you would use to sow into this ministry, to sow into this revival, God, to give so that this revival continues to touch the hearts and the lives of the nations, God, that they'll have the volunteers, they'll have the resources, God, that they continue, Father, to bring forth what's happening right here, God, that the nations of the world may be impacted and touched by your power. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you as you give tonight.
Are y'all ready for miracles tonight? Are you ready for chains to be broken? Come on, are you ready for cancer to be healed tonight? You ready for marriages to be restored? Come on, are you, are you ready to see broken hearts healed tonight? People that have been struggling with oppression, thoughts of suicide, people that have been struggling with anxiety tonight are going to be healed in this place tonight. Miracles are going to happen, and you're going to leave different than the way you came through these doors. And tonight, I have no greater honor tonight than to introduce to you my dear and great friend, a man that when Lisa and I in ministry were facing the greatest difficulties of our life, when we were surrounded by controversy and rumors, there was, a, there was a family that stood up and walked by us through that time and that season of our life. If not for him and his wife and for his church, we wouldn't be here today. And that man is Pastor Todd and Karen Smith. Uh, I, I can't because they were there for us in such a powerful way. And guys, he has is, he is a, he is a heart for people. And I know and understand why God would trust him to host such an, uh, an amazing revival because he has such a heart for God and for people. So tonight, I want you to make welcome tonight Pastor Todd Smith as he come and preach the word tonight. Come on, let him know you love him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Bishop. I love you, buddy. Let me have that mic again. Praise God. Wow. What an incredible, incredible time in the Lord already tonight. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wow, wow, what an incredible crowd this Thanksgiving weekend. How many of you ate too much? How many of you didn't eat enough? Come on, I just feel God validating we need to have a, I'll go to Golden Corral or something. You know, who's here from out of town tonight? Who's here from out of town or out of state, out of state, out of state? Where are you guys from? Jacksonville, Florida. Praise God. Anybody else in this section over here? Birmingham, Alabama. One question, Auburn or Alabama? Okay. We're going to try. That did not go well. That did not go well whatsoever. It is glad to, glad to have we are glad to have you guys all the way from Birmingham. What church in Birmingham? Wow, Church of the Highlands. Okay, Pastor Chris Hodges. Wow, what an incredible ministry. Someone else over here. Yes. Where's that? Wisconsin. Come on now. All the way from Wisconsin. You've been watching a while on Facebook, haven't you? Have you watched a while on Facebook? Have you watched the services? Okay. Praise God. Glad that you're here tonight. Someone else over here? Yes. Sarasota, Florida. Wow. Thanks, Matt. Over here? Yeah. Huntsville, Alabama. What's that? What was that? What was that? The Holy Ghost just swept right in the building. Written it, Pastor Don? Yes, right here. Birmingham, Alabama. What part of Birmingham? Yes. What church? Church of the Highlands. Wow. So honored. My mom lives in Chelsea, which is not too... 
Yeah, right there. Absolutely. Awesome. Anybody in this section? Uh, in, right here? Wonderful West Virginia. Good friends of Scott and Connie. Thank you guys for coming tonight and being here this weekend. Anybody else in this section? All home people here? Right there, Cliff. You know, from Alabama. Moody, Alabama. That's right, the gathering place. Y'all remember Pastor Matt and Scott, um, uh, Pastor Matt and Melanie? Say that again. Dear God, I'm, I'm going to preach like a wild man tonight. I'm just telling you, just validation after validation that the Lord loves me. Holly, you and your group from the gathering place, the worship leader at uh, the gathering place, Miss Holly, stand up and your team. God bless y'all. Anybody else from out of town? Wow. Somewhere else? Right here? From Alabama as well? Revival's going to hit the great state of Alabama. Amen? We want to welcome all of those that are watching literally all over the world. In fact, take your Facebook or take your phone out. Encourage a, uh, a friend of yours to watch the, the, uh, the Facebook Live right there, Christ Fellowship Dawsonville. There are going to be some things that are going to happen tonight that are going to absolutely blow your mind. You're going to experience the Lord in a really special, special way. I say this all the time because I have to keep telling our people and myself and all of our new people what happened in January. In January of this year, the Lord, in the middle of our fast, as I was walking on this platform toward that baptistry, the baptistry was completely empty, no water in it whatsoever. But I saw it in my mind's eye. I just saw this vision of the baptistry full and a strip of fire on top of the water, two and a half to three feet wide. So it's two and a half to three feet wide a strip of fire from the front of the of the baptistry where the glass is all the way to the back wall and I'm walking toward it and, and it just startled me and I heard the Spirit of the Lord speak to me and he said Todd I am going to baptize people with Holy Spirit fire Holy Spirit fire I had absolutely no idea the full magnitude of that vision that the Lord gave me I just assumed that people, when they got saved at our church pastors, I, I just assumed that they were going to get baptized like we normally do. And while they're under the water and coming up, the Holy Ghost was going to come upon them and they were going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. That was the extent of what I understood that vision to mean. And I just really got fired up about that. April the 29th is when we really started doing spontaneous baptisms of like what you're going to experience tonight. We're going to give a call for people to come and to experience what God's doing in that water. Ever since April 29th, we've been baptizing. And we have heard and seen God touch people in a way that is completely unprecedented in my ministry. I've never seen anything quite like this. In fact, I got a text today, if I can pull it up. And I don't know, is Felicia Brown, she's from Kennesaw Encounter Church, I think it is. Is Felicia in the room? She may be watching online. If you are, where are you, Felicia? Come here, quickly, come here. Um, give it up for Miss Felicia, if you would. <laughs> it, 
And it is not uncommon for us. Come on up here, Felicia. It is not uncommon for us as a uh, as a, a leadership team to get text and to get um, m- um, messages on Facebook like this several times a day. One thing that I love about what God's doing here: no man gets the credit. No, no church gets the credit. What God's doing, He's doing it. Now He's using these incredible pastors and their churches. We have Don uh, Allen all the way from War Hill, three and a half miles down the road. We appreciate him and his contribution and his preaching. Uh, with uh, Sitting next to him is Pastor Robbie and Pastor Jill from Freedom Tabernacle, Pastor Ken Griffiths all the way down there at the Cultural Center, Pastor David Edmondson from Covenant Connections and Flyer Branch, and Pastor Lance Johnson uh, all the way from Ranger, Georgia. All of these men of God, local pastors, have completely taken their hands off of what God's doing and just saying, God, use us. It's not territorial. It's not about one church. It's not about one ministry. It's about what God's doing in the water and what he's doing in this church. So, Felicia, you gave this text or this uh, message on Facebook to me, and there's a testimony of an 18-year-old girl that was baptized two weeks ago. Tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Yeah, so we had a new family join our church a couple months ago, and they have an 18-year-old daughter who wouldn't go to a church, period, because she had been shunned because she struggled with bipolar. And so the previous few years, she's been in and out of the institution. Even this past month, she was in wanting to commit suicide, doing self-harm, things like that. Her dad sleeping outside of her room to make sure she doesn't go kill herself. Just a really rough time for this family. We've just been believing God to touch her, so she... She let us pray for her that she joined our church and could come some, but then we told her about the revival. And so she came here and got baptized two weeks ago, and she's been completely healed of bipolar. She's off all of her meds. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So is she taking any more medicine at this time? Or She's she... not. She was on five medicines for bipolar to control, like, chemistry of the brain, stuff like that. And she's off every single medication, not on anything. Yeah, and, and normal. And normal. And normal. She, she has joy. She's able to do life. Her parents are like, God gave us our daughter back. Um, they're blown away. Her cousins are saying, we don't even know who she is anymore because she's completely different. Come on, that's a good yeah. place to give God glory. Come on, stand to your feet. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Thank you. Thank you. So, I'm, I kid you not, these come in every day. Every day. We're getting texts and messages about how God healed me of this, and I'm now off this medicine. And let me, let me just make a proclamation. We want to make sure that everything that God does in your world, in your life, that you make sure your doctors know exactly what you're doing. Okay? Now, that's just wisdom. Make sure your doctors know what you're doing because they're on God's side. They're not the enemies of the Lord. They're on God's side. They're part of the healing process as well. Amen? And so it's just really, really special what God's doing. We can't explain it. We really can't put our finger on it, can't uh, articulate it uh, quite the way we want to, but we just know that he's in that water. Now, let me say this. There's nothing magical about that water. We don't worship the water. We don't, we don't, we don't bathe in the water, okay? 
It is Dawsonville tap water. It costs us about $300 or $200 to fill that tank up every week. Well, I don't know exactly what it, what it is, but we fill that tank up, and, and God's just honoring the vision he gave me. He says, I am going to baptize people with Holy Spirit fire. Holy Spirit fire. You are encountering him. It's nothing more than a point of contact. It is a place where God says, I am meeting people here. Something about baptism that's very interesting. It is a place of death. It's a place of coming to the end of yourself and dying. You're just simply saying, you know what, I'm tired. And there's something about that water, as soon as your big toe hits it, you start confessing sin. I don't know what happens. You just, you know it's no fake. You can fake it here at the altar. You can cry a few tears. But when you get in that water and the fire of God begins to touch you, it begins to press into you and you begin to say, I'm this, I'm that. I, I, I need to repent. I need to get right with God. I don't want to live the way I'm living. I want to change. And we've just seen it over and over and over and over again. Now, last Sunday, do you all remember last Sunday, Pastor Don, what a masterpiece on preaching on the upper room. And the Holy Spirit. Yes. The, the Lord spoke to us while we were taking up the offering. Because there was a pastor that earlier that week called me who had never been in the revival. Pastor Robbie, not one time been in the revival. But he had been watching on Facebook and watching videos of what God was doing. He said, are you available tomorrow? That was Monday, I think it was. He came by the office on Tuesday. I said, I'll be in the office Tuesday. He said, can I see you? And then he asked the question, what does it cost to do revival for one week or one, one night? And I said, between $2,600 to $3,000. It depends. He says, okay, I'll see you. He walks into my office. We talk. We take a tour of the facility. We come to this altar. He pulls out a check for $3,000. And he says, our church wants to sow seed and take care of one night of the revival. We've never had that happen before. I get a text from someone in our church that says, I want to buy a night of the revival. I don't know if buy is the right term to use, but I want to put seed into that. And, uh, and, and we just, I just felt the Holy Ghost. There'll be other business owners and people that say, you know, I just want to put seed into the revival. But here's the point. It's not about the money issue, but the point is, he said, Todd, we drained all of our money out of our account. We are $15,000 behind. We need a miracle for our church to continue in the location that it began. I get up last Sunday night, and the Lord spoke to me and said, since the revival expenses are already covered, sow a seed into his ministry. He says, take everything that comes in tonight and give it to him. That night, just in cash alone, $9,000. Come on, give God praise. Amen. Over the next several days... I get a call from Pastor David Edmondson. You and I are talking, and, and he says, well, I wasn't there, and I, I want to put $1,000 into that as well. Then all the app money and all of the um, online giving started coming in. People around the world were giving as well. It ended up right at just nestled under $14,000. Can somebody give God praise? Yeah. So Pastor Todd and Christy and his wife, the two of them are here tonight. I've got the remainder of that check. Where are you, Pastor Todd? Where are you, Todd? Come on. Where is he? There you are, Pastor Todd. Christy, come on up here with him. Praise God. 
the way from Loganville, Georgia. New Beginnings Church. And we want to just hand this to you, these people. Now, what you don't know, there was a gentleman, Pastor Don, uh, Pastor, uh, Brother Joe. What's his last name? Emmerich. Emmerich. Is Joe here tonight? A uh, radio station right there uh, around the Macon area that reaches all the way into their neck of the woods below Atlanta, or right there Atlanta, gave $5,000 to advertise and market their church to that area. So it comes to well over 18600 bucks that you guys sold into his ministry. Christy, we love you. Thank God for you. Take that. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. You may be seated. Now, that leads me to this. Now, I know you're thinking, when is he going to preach? I'm already preaching. Okay. So I'm already on the clock, so don't panic. Don't worry. Uh, I know you didn't come to hear me preach. I know that. <laughs> Makes me feel great. But anyway, October the 28th, our church... Uh, had one of our revival services. It was just a typical day. Pastor David, you were preaching that night, October 28th. And I think that was, um, that I can't, that message, it's not the uh, Behold the Lamb message on October 28th. Was it that message? Okay. I thought you had preached before then. Y'all remember that Behold the Lamb thing? Was that not powerful? My Lord Jesus. It was on that night, two people drove up six hours all the way um, from Brunswick, Georgia, and hungry and desperate for a move of God in their life. I want you to help me welcome to this platform. For the next 10 to 12 minutes or 15 minutes, I'm just going to interview them and let them tell you the story of what God did in their life. Would you help me welcome John and Lorraine Fards to the, pro, uh, to the platform? Come on out, Lorraine. My Lord, so honored to have you guys. Thank you. Have a seat. And the reason that we want to introduce these two people to you is because it's a faith builder tonight. Tonight is a service about Thanksgiving. The revival has never been, and nor will it be, the focus of the revival will not be healings, it will not be miracles. It will not be a manifestation, but it will be an encounter. The emphasis of this revival is about encountering Him. Not that what we can get from Him, but what we can give to Him. Our lives, our purposes, our families, our souls, our minds, everything. It's all about what we give to Him. The Bible says, seek the face of God. Seek His face. And David said, Lord, my heart says to you, your face I will seek. When we get his face, we get everything that he has. What we are experiencing with the outbreak of miracles and deliverances and new beginnings is a byproduct of chasing the face of God. The moment that this revival becomes about miracles and manifestations and feelings and emotions the hand of God will pull back because we have made that our pursuit. It's about Him and His heart. And when you capture the Father's heart, 
you get everything that he has. Does that, does that help us tonight? Am I minimizing the miracles? No, we love them because God's people are being touched. But it's about him. So on October the 28th, you guys decided to come up here literally on Saturday the 27th. And you decided to come and to be baptized. And I have a few questions that I want to ask you because they're very important because I want the story to be told. You came here because you had stage four breast cancer. Stage four breast cancer. When were you diagnosed with breast cancer? Um, stage four, I was diagnosed at the end of June. In the June. End of June. In the June. What, uh, what did the doctor say to you when they gave you that announcement? And how did you feel? They said that there's no cure for stage four. Um, they said there are some new medicines that may help um, slow the growth so mm -hmm. it doesn't grow so quickly. Um, and basically, they were hoping to main, you know, buy you some time. Mm -hmm. um, and my first reaction is, I was just stunned. I was, I was sort of um, just in shock. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking about my husband, our daughter, my friend. And I was like, no, 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 mm -hmm. we are not going there. Mm -hmm. And um, So that was just a few months ago. Mm -hmm. This June, mm -hmm. stage four cancer, yes. no cure is what they're saying pretty much. They're just Correct. trying to contain it. Is that, is that what they were going to try to do? Yes. Slow it down, shrink it a little bit if possible. Yes. Shortly thereafter, your body began to have symptoms of cancer. Is that right? Did you feel a certain That's way? That's why I went to the doctor. I mean, I was in pain. I was in pain all over my body. I was weak. I was tired. I mean, everyday activities, mm. um, putting on my clothes, picking something off the floor, going up the steps, walking the dog. Um, that was really, really difficult. John, what were you thinking during this time? Um... I guess the first thing I thought was, here we go again. Here we go again. Because um, this was the third yeah. time in your life that you had a uh, diagnosis of cancer and actually had cancer. Third time. Yeah. And, and so part of me was dealing with, um, you know, what we had experienced somewhat in the past. Yeah. You know, uh, we've been Christians a long time and spirit-filled a long time. And, you know, very well-meaning Christian friends, you know, that uh, there's, there's always an answer. There's always a suggestion. There's always, you know, um, can I read scripture? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's some bitterness in your past. There's some unforgiveness in your past that's causing this. There's some generational curse. And, you know, we've been, we've been through, you know, all of that and just really... And God had ministered this scripture to me. Hopefully it will come up. Yeah. Um, John 9. Uh, before we knew what she was going through, God highlighted this scripture to me. Mm. And he said, <clears throat> this is John 9, 1. Afterwards, Jesus walked down the street. He noticed a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him. His disciples asked him. Teachers, whose sin caused this guy's blindness? His own? 
or the sin of his parents? Jesus answered, neither. It happened to him so that you can watch him experience God's miracle. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't, um, because we'd been down this road before, I didn't, I didn't know, all I knew was God ministered that scripture to me and that whatever the outcome was, God's word's true. Yes, it so, is. It is. Wow. I love one of the pictures that we have of you, and, it, and it's like, like this one right here is pretty um, dynamic. I know that you are protecting and watching over your wife because all that you knew at this point that cancer was running rampant in her body. Okay? And I know that even when you were here and we watched you, that you watched her every step. He took care of you. He wanted to make sure that you were handled with kid gloves because he's, you are the apple of his eye. Yeah. And so I, I just, I, this is why I love still photography because I get to interpret what you were thinking. <laughs> so in this image right here, you're thinking about Pastor Marty, don't you dare drop her. So that's what I, I, I've captioned that. Don't drown her. Don't, you know, don't, don't mess her. her Support her neck because yeah. you knew her that she was. so painful. Yeah, yeah. So you knew that she was in tremendous amount of pain. So Lorraine, you had an incredible support structure. Absolutely, absolutely. We are so fortunate. We have friends and family all over the country that, prayed for us and held us up in prayer. We belong to a church that in Brunswick um, that believes supernatural is everyday life. Um, and just the prayer from everybody, you know, a text saying, I've got you covered today. Um, just people saying, I'm standing, your healing is coming, you know, and, and um, um, we're just really, really fortunate that we had to have an amazing support system. You did. So you had an incredible pastor that taught the word. Yes. You had people in your life that prayed for you, covered you, yes. spoke life into you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have to be careful. Um, just as a side note, you have to be careful who you have around you when you have a crisis going on in your life. Even Jesus, in multiple times, had to clear a room out. He had to clear a room out before he did a miracle because they they will be well-meaning to try to help you, but they are not building faith. They're not building faith. And, and so confessions are important, your personal confessions. What would you confess? I mean, you, you would feel pain in your body. You knew that cancer was present. You never denied it. You knew that the, the validation with the PET scan is there. You never denied it. But what were your confessions like? Um. The fact may be that cancer is my body, but Jesus is the truth, and the truth is that I'm healed. Yes, the truth you know, is, yes. The difference between fact and truth. Mm -hmm. And um, going through this, and the journey this time was different. You know, going through this before, twice before, it was more an aggressive stance of, of I mean, which is all biblical, and it's foundational, you know, to read the word out loud over myself and mm -hmm. to... Um, when those thoughts come into my head, to read the word and say, no, you know, take those thoughts captive and, um, uh, and have communion every day. Um, now, stop right there. You were having communion every day. Hmm. 
We still, well, just about every day, probably every six day. days a week. About six days a week. That's it's, important. Why is that is important. important? Why is that important? This is, I feel like it's important on a couple different levels. One, um, we're reminding ourselves of what Jesus did, that it's already done. When we take his body, we take his blood, we're reminding him of what he did, reminding ourselves. And, and when we take that body and blood, that's his DNA. Mm. You know, we're taking that DNA in. My DNA has got to change when his DNA comes through my body. So we're talking about some type of transfusion of some sort right here, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> so would you recommend that for someone that, that has uh, sickness and an ailment? cancer in their body for communion every day. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I went through this 10 years ago or so, there was times I was so weak, and I can remember one time picking up bread and not even being able to pray and say, here we go, Jesus, and I put it in my mouth, and it was like, lion strength came up through my body. It was the wildest thing, mm -hmm. just being obedient. It wasn't any fancy prayer, but I was stopping, taking that bread, recognizing Jesus, putting it in my mouth, and he just did it. Yes. I mean, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Not that we forget his crucifixion, but what I purchase, that by my stripes you're healed. And so when you take communion, you're literally reminding, you are receiving what Jesus did for you when he was scourged and beaten and crucified. Powerful. And you know, I also read over prophetic words that were spoken over us. No, wait, I mean, wait, slow, say that again. I've, I listened to and read prophetic words that had been spoken over me the past few years and reminded God, okay, God, this hadn't happened. I'm reminding you, you spoke this over me. Therefore, it is not my time to go. My time. You warred over that. Oh, you, yes. You fought for it. Yes. Because everything in your body wanted to live and not die. That's right. I think oftentimes we give up too soon. We give in to the natural order of things. So we just say, well, it's, it's time for me to go. I'm sick, therefore I'm going to die. But God created your body to, to live and fight. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing is not to take, um, to take the disease as yours. It's not mine, it's a trespasser on my body. You're gonna, you're gonna live to be 200 if, if she's around. She'll not let you die, she'll stand over your body and say. I love that, wasn't that powerful? that it's a trespasser. Now, what made you come to the North Georgia Revival being nearly six hours away and your crazy work schedule and all of the things that were going on in your life, what made you come to Gainesville? I think your doctor was in this area, but you had heard about the revival. Is that correct? A friend had posted it on Facebook and I watched it. And um, when people got in the water, they got really raw and vulnerable. And I was like, wow. You know, it seemed real. And the, and the compassion 
um, for the people in the water. It just it seemed like um, like the Hebrides revival would have read about that in Azusa Street, you know, where people just get in the presence of the Lord and they just like are raw and vulnerable, you know. And then I had another friend who's actually here tonight that came, and he was on um, blood pressure meds. And um, and after he got baptized, he was really sick for a couple of days and took his blood pressure and was really low because he'd been healed and was still on his medicine. And <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> is that guy here? Warren is his name, I think. Where's Warren? Are you here, Warren? Stand up, Warren. Right there, living miracle. Right there. And, and, and Warren, if I'm not mistaken, what you're saying, you contacted her and said you need to check this out. Is that correct? They overcame by the word of their testimony. They overcame by the word of the testimony. Your testimony builds faith in others. Your testimony, you will latch on to Lorraine's testimony. If she can do it, if she can be healed, I can be healed. My Lord, I love that. So Warren invited you, and you decided to come. Where was your faith at this level on a scale of 1 to 10? Were you like, I'm going to go check this out. I, I, I believe God's going to touch me. Talk to me about that. Well, I knew that the Lord had healed me. I didn't know when it was going to come to my body. I knew that it was a journey, and I felt like I was picking up tools along the journey to put in my tool belt to help others when I get on the other side. So I did not know when the healing was going to come, and it's still not completely here yet, mm -hmm. but it's been tremendous, amazing things happen along this journey. Mm -hmm. um, I forget the question. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was just asking you, you know, where, where was your faith at okay. this point? I feel like my faith was strong that I was going to be healed. Exactly when, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I felt like the Lord told us to come. So, so whether the Lord was going to do it then or whether he was going to do it in a week from then, I didn't know. But, I, but he said, come, we came. <laughs> my goodness. Um, Daniel, I don't know if you can pull up the picture of her first PET scan if you... Uh, if you would Ex walk us through another the lights can you guys kind of turn down the lights right above the screen for just a moment so that you can see this uh, this is what stage four breast cancer looks like mm -hmm. this is an image of your body walk us yes. through that um, all those dark lesions your brain your heart your bladder and your um kidneys and some areas around your thyroid are supposed to be dark. But all those other lesions were cancerous lesions that were in my bones. Um, it wasn't soft tissue, just bone. But those are, I mean, up and down my spine, my pelvis, my femur, my shoulder blades, my ribs, um, my neck. That's what that was. In your body, what were you feeling? I'm, not, I'm talking about the diagnosis on your drive up here to, to Gainesville, Dawsonville area. What was going on in your body? Um, my body hurt. Um, I, I, my neck was the worst of the drive, and he was driving. And I can remember turning to look at him when he was driving, and I hurt. Um, 
And I'm not sure. I had a hard time sitting for a while or standing for a while. I would always have to shift positions. Um, oh, and then when um, to get baptized, we had to walk up the stairs. I remember thinking, there is no rail. How am I going to get up those stairs? Um, so my body was not great. I feel like the day or the Saturday before that, it started um, getting some stronger. Yeah. Um, it's good because you could not walk three driveways from your house down three driveways without being completely right. exhausted. Right. I would try to walk the dog, and I would go down three driveways, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I've got to turn around and come back. Because cancer was loose in your body, wreaking havoc. But somewhere along that time, you started getting a little bit stronger. So all of the tools in your tool belt and all of that, those confessions and your prayer support and the doctors that were helping you, that were your friends and assisting you, all of that com combining together, that combination, God started to do something special in you. So let's take a look at your baptism. Let's do that. What's your name? Where are you from? Lorraine, and we're from Darien. John. Why are you guys in the water tonight? What are you believing for? Healing for my body. Um, the doctor said that um, I had stage four cancer that has spread to the bones. I have a PET scan in the morning, and it would be super cool if there's nothing there. <laughs> all stand stretch our hands because to some of us it's just a, a migraine or relationships just need more of him but to others this is life or death let me rephrase that to others this is life this is life this is life for you my Lord Jesus top of her head sole of her feet it's your blood for her blood. Your blood flows through her veins. Just let him sing over you for just a moment. It's worth us waiting to let him do what he wants to do as we sing healer over you. Join with you, sister. We fight with you because nothing is impossible. Come on, lift your hands. Go to war for her. Go to war for her. Those watching my live stream, stand up. Begin to worship for her. Begin to sing songs of healing over her. Sing songs of deliverance over her. That Jesus, the great physician, would step into her life in this moment. Heal from the inside out. Jesus, you hold the world in your hands. We believe you, Lord.
hands together. Lorraine, that's so unusual. It's hard for us to explain what was going on. The glory of the Lord sat down upon you, the presence of the Lord, the fire of God. What did Jesus do for you in those waters? Say that. He did what I asked. He's such a good, good father. He did what you asked. Why were you, what was being, what was happening to you when you're horizontal in the waters? Because most baptisms you go under and you come and you step up and you walk out. You kind of like floated out. I mean, you had two people carrying you to the steps. What was going on during that time, if you could recall? Even, I don't know what Man, was. this is ridiculous. There's an old Anne Murray song that I didn't, that I didn't even like. Um, can I have this dance for the rest of my life? Jesus sung that over me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it really had, um, it was very significant. You know, in this journey, um, really knowing Jesus as my healer in my heart and not in my head, and really receiving what he did on the cross without knowing I couldn't do anything to deserve it, it's like I, I, it's like I fell in love all over with him again. And so for him to sing that song over me, and, and, and there's been other dancing songs, you know, um, the Song of Solomon, I hated that book. I always thought it was some creepy, weird book. I never liked that book. But after this encounter with Jesus as really receiving and seeing and knowing what he did on the cross and receiving it, it's like, I'm like, was I even saved before? Yeah. You know? I mean, and so that song, as corny as it sounds. Now, what was the song again? It was from Anne Murray from probably like the 80s. It says, can I have this dance for the rest of my life? You'll be my partner every night. When we're together, it feels so right. Can I have this dance for the rest so that, of my life? So that was going on in the water. Yes, when I was in the water, that's what I was hearing. <laughs> So I want to make sure we get this right. So Jesus is singing a song over you. I wonder if the, uh, the writer of that song knows that Jesus is tapping into his iTunes account. But isn't that crazy? What, did he, what was the song again? Because I want to make sure we capture it. Um, it's Anne Murray, yeah. and it's probably from the 80s. I don't know, but it's, and I don't know the name of it, but it's Can I Have This Dance for the Rest of My Life? I bet if that was Googled, you could find it. Yeah. We may need to put that in our worship set when people <laughs> are getting baptized. Just know Jesus. So he's just ministering to you. To he, He's literally ministering to you. What went on with some of the ladies? What were you hearing from them? Um, you know, after, I, I don't know how long I was floating, but I started thinking, oh, my goodness, there's another hundred people that need to come through. And I, whoever was, I was leaning up against somebody and whoever it was, I guess they knew that I started thinking that or could pick it. Anyway, they said, you know what, just rest here. You can take your time. Just let God do what he needs to do or, or something to that effect mm -hmm. that 
it was okay just to rest and let God do his thing. And that meant the world to you. Oh, it meant the absolute. I did not feel like we were cattle, you know, shoved through the um, cattle goat. <laughs> what were your immediate manifestations? What happened? What went on? I mean, because you said on the drive up here, your neck was hurting. It was hard to move, and you had pain in your body. What did you notice first? Um, when we were still sitting here, we were in the back and praying for other people that were getting baptized, and all of a sudden I realized my neck wasn't hurting. And so that was, you know, right away. Um, so you could move your neck without any pain. Right. right. Or I could just sit without any pain. You had no pain after you got baptized out of the water. Right. How about walking up the steps? Um, I didn't notice that day, but when we got home, you know, the next day we had the scan and drove home, and then... The day after that, I decided, I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going to go for a walk. And uh, the little loop, you know, around our neighborhood is two miles. And I walked that loop. And I <laughs> two miles. <clears throat> so you couldn't walk three driveways. Now you're walking right. two miles. And, and I thought it might have been a fluke. And so I tried it the next day. And I could still do it. <laughs> so here's the picture. So the next day you go, you get baptized, the next day you go for your next PET scan. Yes. In a, with a, an office nearby here. Right, in Rome. In Rome, okay, mm -hmm. in Rome. And so uh, you get the PET scan and you get the results. And so here's the result from the very next day after your baptism. And the three dots, uh, four dots are supposed to be there. Um, your thyroid is to be uh, darkened as well. And is that your stomach up at the top left um, shoulder? That's my heart. That's your heart. Okay. And then my bladder. I knew that. I was just checking if you knew that. <laughs> you know, someone told me it was the stomach, and I thought the stomach was down here. Thank you heart. for clarifying that. I do have a heart. I've told a thousand people that was your stomach. <laughs> That would be awful. Yeah, my stomach's up in my neck. <laughs> and then your two kidneys, and then your bladder. Yes. And that's, all, that's supposed to be dark. That's supposed to be dark. What are the doctors in the professional community saying right now about this? Um, when I went to the office to have the results, the doctor told me the results of the scan. And... Um, and I told him, I said, I just got baptized, and I've had lots of people praying, and I've been to the prayer room at our church. Is this typical? You know, and um, they said, well, you know, if there's a, a mass in the spleen and it starts to shrink, we get pretty happy, but it doesn't typically just all disappear. <laughs> typically. <laughs> typically. And then there's a nurse um, from the drug manufacturer, the chemo that I'm taking, and all day long she calls patients to find out how they're doing check on side effects and everything and she called <clears throat> to check excuse me and to check on uh, to check on me I told her I had just had the scan and she asked 
how, what it looked like. And I said, well, I had over 50 lesions, and after three months on the chemo, they're all gone. And she said, what? And um, I told her they were all gone and asked her if that was typical. She said, no, you're the exception to the rule. I'm going to give prayers of thanksgiving for you or something. So, Wow. So, so this is not typical. It's not typical. At best, they're stopping its spread and hoping that it would shrink to some degree. Correct. So Chemo has eliminated cancer in many situations like this, but it would take perhaps, I'm not, I'm not an oncologist, but uh, more than three months. Yes. Yes. perhaps even a few years, yes. right? My doctor said he has seen somebody that um, all the lesions went away, but it was with the, um, when they started uh, the trial in 2015 or something. Okay. So, so, so this is not typical, three months, all gone. Do you believe that Jesus touched you in those waters? I do, I do. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be up here because I know there's people that came tonight because of this testimony. And I would not do that mm -hmm. to them because it takes emotional, physical, all, I mean, it's hard when you're mm -hmm. sick to come. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your character and your integrity with that. And what would you say to someone that, that's watching and even all around the world right now? What would you say about um, your encounter with the Lord in those waters? How would you instruct them? What would you say to them? Prepare to be changed. So, Lorraine and John, I want to thank you guys for coming and sharing your story because it's life changing. And so, what's going to happen in the next few moments is very critical and it's substantial. We don't guarantee every person that gets in that water gets healed. There's no way that I can do that. There's nothing that I can do to make that happen. But I do know this, what Jesus spoke to me, and I'll go to my grave and I'll, and I'll believe it to the day I die. That what he showed me in that water, showed me in that vision about that water, is his presence, his fire touching people. And he touches people at different levels, at different, at, 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 with different intensities. Does that make sense? Some people get dramatically and, 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 and radically healed instantly. There are others, though, that it is a process. That's why it's important for you to be in a good church. Touch three people and say, it matters where you go to church. You can die in a Bible-believing church, and yet they don't believe all of what Jesus said. You can die in a Bible-believing church. I'm not interested in whether or not you believe it. I'm interested in whether or not you practice it. Well, how do you deal with people that have not been healed yet? We keep believing that Jesus is the healer. We keep swinging. 
we keep believing. And we take those who have not manifested their healing yet and continue to build their faith, instruct them on communion every day. We tell them that Jesus loves them and he's healing them. It is a process. Miracles happen instantaneously in the water at times, and sometimes healing is a process. Where you go to church, it matters. If you are in an unbelieving church, a church that doesn't believe James chapter 5, that doesn't believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, I would run as if I was on fire from a church like that and go to one of these churches of these men of God in this house that believe the whole counsel of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Come on now. He's going to touch you tonight. He's going to move in your life. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Would you first of all let John and Lorraine, I'll let you guys get back to your seat. Let them know how much you appreciate them. You good? Our, our baptismal team is all ready to go. That was the mass exodus of about 40 to 50 people a few moments ago. They're making preparation for you. Stand to your feet. People ask us all the time, how many people have been saved in the revival? And we, I, I don't have an accurate count. But Pastor Don, I think, I don't know how many people got born again last Sunday night. I guess it was close to 15 to 20 people got saved while you were preaching on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There are folks in this room tonight that need a personal relationship with Christ. You need to know Him as your Savior. And let me tell you what will not get you to heaven, okay? Being good is not going to get you to heaven. Being baptized in water is not going to get you to heaven. Okay? Saying a prayer is not going to get you to heaven. Asking Jesus into your heart alone is not going to get you into heaven. The Bible looks very clear that if you want a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it takes you and I coming to our senses that we are sinners and that we're separated from the Lord. And then he adds that we need to repent of our sins. He says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins and you'll be saved. There is an actual turning there is this thought in your mind that, you know what, I'm not going to live my life any longer the way I'm living. I am tired, I'm frustrated, my sin separated, it's brought me nothing but harm and heartache. And I today, are, I, I am right now turning from that lifestyle and I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. And we embrace Him and invite Him into our life. But we do that as a result of saying, Jesus, I am going to give you all of me. And you said something a few weeks ago that I've never forgotten, Pastor. You said, all of him for all of you. You want all of him? Give him all of you. And that's it. That's salvation. That's the encounter. Well, let me go bury my father or let me go take care of this. And Jesus says, no, you can't do that. You can't do it. It's either all or nothing. We made coming to Jesus too, too greasy. Pray a prayer, raise your hand, you're saved, and you go live the same way that you used to live. Not going to happen. Not in this revival. It is a stark difference of darkness and life. Death and life. Addiction and freedom. Bondage and liberation. Jesus will do that for you. Heads bowed, eyes closed.
If you've never been born again, you don't know Him. You don't know Him as your Savior. Even those that are online right now. If you don't know Him, but you want to know Him, you're going to have to turn from your sin, repent, commit your life to follow Him, to be His disciple, and invite Him into your life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's your desire, if that's what you want to do at this very moment, pray this prayer out loud. All of us are going to pray it in support of you. They're going to pray it in support of you. Right now, would you pray, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner separated from you. I need you in my life. Right now, I turn I repent of my sins. I walk away from that lifestyle. And I choose to follow you. From this day forward, I am yours. Come into my life. Save me now. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed all across this auditorium tonight if you made that commitment to follow him to make him the savior of your life on the count of three would you raise your hand so that i can see it and leave it up one two three anybody in this room i see it i see it are there others are there others i see it keep them up keep them up keep them up keep them up keep them up. i see it i see it i see it i see it thank you thank you thank you hallelujah now, every head bowed, every eye closed. If your hand is up, make eye contact with me. Every head uh, bowed, if, you, if your hand was not up. I see them all over here, here, right there. I see that hand. Right there, I see that. Those two right there, several over here. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Nobody's screaming at you. Nobody's hollering at you. Nobody's going to know but you and I. But I'm going to ask you to do something very boldly right now as strong as you possibly can, I'm going to ask you to join me right here at the front. When I count to three, I'm going to ask you to come. You're not joining this church. You're not making this your church home. It's never been about that. It's not going to be about that. It's about an encounter with you and the Lord right here that you're going to say to the world, I am His. When I count to three, I want you to come. Those that raise your hand, be bold. Husbands and wives, come. One, two, three, come. All across, come, come, come. Right here, right there, come on, right there. That's great, that's good. They're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Right here, God bless you, come on. Come on, keep coming. Keep coming right now, keep coming, right there. And this is good, this is great. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Right here, right now. Several others, come on. Right now, this is your moment. This is your moment, this is your time. First time here tonight? Second time? Second time? First time? First time? First time? First time. All right. I just need some pastors to love on these folks right now, to talk to them, then to encourage them. Some altar workers, you can come and assist our pastors. Hallelujah. So here's my invitation tonight. It's very simple. It's very simple. If you came to be touched by Jesus and to encounter Him in those waters, when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to come very orderly. I'm going to ask you to walk up these steps. Our team is moving into place. I'm going to ask you to come. If you need prayer for any other reason, 
you don't want to be baptized tonight, but you want to be healed in your body, you need someone to pray for you about a loved one, you need deliverance, you need deliverance from an addiction in your life, you need to be overcoming situations, altar team, would you come quickly and stand here at the altar? We have people that are going to pray for you. We have people that are going to pray for you. So when I count to three, are you ready, church? Say, I'm ready. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. When I count to three, I'm going to ask you to come and to make your way up these steps. And we're going to prepare to baptize you. And you're going to encounter the Lord. And plus, others are going to be praying for you tonight on this night of thanksgiving as we believe in God for your complete breakthrough. So one, two, three, come from all over the sanctuary right now. Right now, this baptism revival. Come right now. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Come. He's going to touch you. He's going to minister to you. He's going to impact your walk with God. Things are going to be changed and altered in your life. Keep coming right now. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. In just a moment, we're going to begin to sing. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. In the next 10 to 15 minutes, it's going to take us to get ready and prepared for the baptism. We're going to baptize as long as necessary tonight. There are folks that are watching online. The Spirit of God's going to enter your home. He's going to convince you to get here to Dawsonville, Georgia, 139 Hightower Parkway. It will be worth the drive. It will be worth the drive. Let's lift our hands to the Father. Lord Jesus, we have heard your word tonight. We have been blessed from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. This powerful testimony of your healing has built our faith. Lord, there are people from all over the country that are here tonight that need a touch from you and need to be healed. You're no respecter of persons. Come, Lord Jesus, in this house. Be honored and be glorified by a manifestation of your power. We have sought your face all week long. We have not looked to your hand. We've not chased any outward manifestation. But God, we have cupped your face. And we have cried and we have sought you. And tonight we worship you. And so Jesus, may your glory fill this house. Blessed be the name of the Lord. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I just feel the Lord giving me something for someone. I don't know who this is for. But I, I sense that there are folks that are, that, that are present and even perhaps viewing on Facebook. That you are dealing with and thought about taking your own life. You have felt undervalued. 
you have felt that you are not worth anything, that God doesn't love you and doesn't care for you. You've been wanting a sign. You wanted to know that God knows this is it. And He would say to you tonight, He would say right to you if He was standing in front of you, I cherish you. I see your circumstance. And I am speaking to your heart at this moment. That I can change you. That I can remove the anxiety and the oppression. And the pain and the hurt. Come to me, he says. Come to me with reckless abandon. Not with an if, but come to me as if this was the end of the road. This or nothing. And the Lord says to you, I will not disappoint you. I will not drop you. I will not let you slip through my fingers. I will guard you, keep you, and watch over you. I hear the Lord saying that right now, right now, right now. Come. Come right now. Come on, we have room. We have room. We'll be here all night for you. Marriages have gotten in that water that were broken, and God healed them. altars are open. Come, let us pray for you. Let's worship the Lord as we prepare.
services at six o'clock pastor david edmondson from covenant connections will be preaching next sunday night you want to make sure that you're here for that i want to say thanks again to john and lorraine for doing an outstanding outstanding job of communicating the father's heart and you know what's going to be really precious tonight lorraine is going to help us baptize people is she already back there is she back there already and so what we're going to do, we're going to move as many people as we can from over there to this side to support people that are here, that are getting baptized. We have several severe cases, uh, cancer, uh, people in hospice care. You'll see all types of uh, uh, situations. But we believe Jesus is the healer. So if we can, you're going to be able to see it on the screen.